Hello, and welcome to Religious Rebels, a podcast where we push back on behavior-based religion, question Christianese concepts, and seek to find Jesus in the awkward middle way of grace and truth. I'm Christy Lynn Wood. Hello, and welcome back to Religious Rebels. Today, we're going to share my story with you. So kind of walk you through growing up in a cult, (laughs) how I got out of the cult, and where that leaves me today. So I've told this story multiple times, and if I miss parts of it that you've heard other places, um, there's other places you can find them. So if you have heard my story before on my website or my other podcast, or bits and pieces of it on other podcasts, this is kind of just the general story that I tell when I tell my story. My parents joined Bill Gothard's Institute in Basic Life Principles homeschool program called ATI, or the Advanced Training Institute, when I was 12, 1993. I find this date kind of ironic because the FBI took down the Koresh Branch Davidian cult in Waco, Texas, in the same year that my parents joined an evangelical cult. (laughs) Ah, so strange. So we joined this homeschooling cult in 1993. And for the next 10 years, I spent all my time in this group. And we had a church that we went to that was very heavily involved in Bill Gothard. And we used his homeschool program. And we had friends that were involved in his program, and my life kind of revolved around a certain set of standards and rules and expectations and a certain perspective of who God was and what he wanted from me. If you're not familiar with Shiny Happy People on Amazon Prime, um, you can go look at that and then you'll have an idea of what I grew up in. It was very, very conservative very religious Christianity. So rules, standards, girls wore dresses, girls had long hair, girls did not go to college, girls got married young and had lots of babies, just lots of things like that. Girls were not strong, they were not outspoken, good times for me. They were quiet and gentle and sweet and submissive and over there, men were the rulers, (laughs) patriarchy at its finest, And even men didn't go to college because college was a place where you were corrupted by the culture and you did apprenticeships and stuff like that. Rock music was bad. Movies were bad. Um, Dating was bad. Youth groups were bad. I mean, I can't even, jeans were bad. Beards were bad. More than one piercing was bad in your ears. Piercings for boys was definitely bad. Drinking was bad. Um, I just, the list goes on and on. There were so many things that were considered wrong and bad. And if you did not hang out with people who were also in ATI, um, that was kind of a scary, dangerous thing. So you not only had to be in this very constrictive environment, they wanted you to only hang out with people who also were in the program. And you couldn't really talk about the things that they taught you or that you learned in the seminars and stuff like that if the other people weren't also there with you, like giant red flags. So that was from the time I was 12 until I was about 22. Now, the weird part is that my dad was a public school teacher this whole time, which is kind of weird and kind of, yeah. So he had like one foot in the real world and one foot in crazy land. 
And the rest of us were kind of on the edge, a fringy family. So we didn't do all the things that Gothard did. We didn't think that he was this like amazing second godhead thing. We just thought he was a person. And my parents were always telling me that things were you know, not perfect. But the church that I was a part of was very damaging and very brainwashing because that's where I learned tons of stuff about my own sin and shame and condemnation and that God just expected certain things from me. And it was just, it was very damaging, very, very damaging. So I go along. I'm a good girl. I want to be a good girl. I want people to like me. I want them to think that I'm godly because there was two groups. You could either be godly or rebellious. And I wanted to be godly. And so I went along with what everybody was doing. And then I met Jesus. So this changed everything. One day I was praying through a list of God's names. It was actually part of the homeschool curriculum. My mom had given me this list of God's names. And she said, go and pray this list of God's names to him. So I said, okay. So I took God's names. I went upstairs to my bedroom. I knelt down next to my bed. I began to pray through the list of names. God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You always provide for us. God, you are Jehovah Rapha. God, you are Elohim. Like all these different names of God. And as I was praying, I suddenly recognized that I was not alone that there was a presence in the room with me, just listening to my praise, receiving my praise, just warmth, genuine, like just love. And I, I recognized it as the presence of God. And I just jumped up from my bed and I went running downstairs and I was like, mom, God showed up. And my parents, I love my parents. Like they literally are wonderful people that got sucked into lies because they were first generation Christians who just did not have accurate Bible knowledge. And so both of my parents were in a cult. My dad's a public school teacher. They had their own relationship with God. Like it's just, it's complicated. It's complex. It's not like there's a black and white thing here. My mom was so excited for me because she said, I've been praying this would happen for you. I wanted you to meet God for yourself. Well, that changed everything for me. Up until that point, I'd always been the good girl, but God was a concept. He was an idea. He was not real. He was just this, a thought. He was a name on the page of an old book. And now he was real. And if God was real, I wanted to get to know him. And so I spent the next four years of my life getting to know God. I prayed to him. I read the Bible trying to find him. I searched for him in other books as I was reading. And I just became close with this presence of God, with Jesus, who I now know to be the Holy Spirit. And as I got to know him, I started having some questions about the group that we were part of and the things they were teaching us. It did not line up with who I knew God to be. The God of my cult and the Jesus that I knew did not line up. And over time, I became more and more rebellious. Now, if I look through my journals from that time period, which I did just recently, it's very interesting because the stories that I remember in my heart, in my mind, are very different from the stories that I laid down in my journals. Because in my journals, I'm backtracking. I'm spiritualizing. I'm condemning myself for my questions. I'm condemning myself for the, the, just the icky feelings I get about this kind of stuff. And I'm trying so hard to be right, and to be spiritual. And yet looking back on it now, I, re I realize like I wasn't wrong. Christy, you weren't wrong. Like That was lies. That was not the real Jesus. That was not truth. And so it's very interesting to watch kind of how God pulled me out of this cult situation. Eventually, it kind of all came to a head when I was about 19, 20, 21-ish. And I just really started second-guessing a lot of the things that the, the cult was saying. 
I stopped believing in a lot of the standards that they were promoting. And it just became me and Jesus. And I did a lot of the same things, but it was more like I'm doing this because I want to versus because I feel like I have to. But you know what? Cults are sneaky. And behavior-based religion holds on tight. And I did not fully get out of all of those things in my mind for years. It took years. It took brokenness. It took spiritual abuse at a normal church to make me recognize how much I still had this cause and effect, formulaic way of looking at God, ideas that if I did more good things, he would like me better, that he would love me better. These are all things that took me a long time to work through and a long time to get rid of. So when I was 22, I came to camp in West Michigan for the first time as um, a girl who had super long hair and wore dresses. And I worked as a counselor that summer. And I had never met people like this. I had never spent this much time with normal Christians. And here I was at camp among normal worldly Christians. And they loved me and they accepted me in ways that I had never been loved and accepted. Long hair, long skirts and everything. And it was an eye-opening summer. I learned so much that summer. I experienced so many things that summer. And that was kind of like the end of it for me. Like it was, there was no like cutoff point where I just left the cult. My parents were still pretty involved at this point in time. They still had not really thought through the lies and the teachings yet. And yet at the end of that summer, I ended up going to college. And the next year I moved out of my house to go to college. And it was just a slow progression. I eventually dated and married my wonderfully opposite husband, who's been a huge part of me and the person that I am now. And it was a long and slow progression getting out of the cult. Fast forward, other Christianese experiences, other religious Christianity that seemed to be better than what I'd experienced. And eventually, we are at a place where we are pastoring, youth pastoring at a church. And things went bad. There was spiritual abuse. There was gaslighting. There was just a lot of religious trauma for about a year. And eventually we were let go through no fault of my husband's, but we were let go. And that broke me. That broke me in a way that I had never been broken before. Even coming out of the cult, even finding out 10 years later that Bill Gothard had been accused of all kinds of sexual harassment and abuse, even finding out that I wasn't the only person who had serious questions with some of the things we've been taught that was all secondary to the pain and the brokenness that I experienced as this supposedly safe church with real people who love Jesus just nearly destroyed us. And that brokenness was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Not in the moment. In the moment, it was terrible. But it gave me the heart that I have today to be able to see people who have gone through trauma in the church, who've experienced behavior-based religion in or out of a cult, and who are just questioning everything they've ever thought was true because I've been there. And yet the reason that I am still a Christian is because of the Jesus that I met. Because through everything I've been through, he has never left me. And he's always been there. And I've torn my faith apart and I've rebuilt it again, gosh, three or four times probably. And every time as I rebuild it, it's around this Jesus that I've, I know and I love and I 
he, he won't let me go and I can't let him go. And so as I think about my story, which you'll hear more of, I'm going to tell you bits and pieces. There's some good funny times and there's some just devastating times and we'll talk about it on this podcast. But I just, I guess my heart, and we'll talk about this a little bit more next episode, but my heart is for people who have experienced the brokenness that religion can bring and yet who don't want to walk away from Jesus. And I know that in the deconstruction movement out there, there's a lot of people pushing you to just let it all go, like be done with it all. And I'm just here to tell you that you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to let it go. You can hold on to Jesus because I believe in a very real God who is very different from the God that we often get taught about and often get told about. But if we read the Bible for ourselves, which we will talk about in a few episodes, and if we get to know Jesus for ourselves, we may discover that he is nothing like we expected him to be. And he is everything that our heart has ever wanted. So I look forward to talking to you guys about this. I look forward to sharing more of my story with you. I look forward to digging apart and just diving into some of these lies that sound so good. They're so Christianese. They're so just classic. We believe them. And yet we're going to just tear them apart and discover what is truth. And I look forward to talking to you about the truth, Jesus Christ. And every episode, I'm going to end the same way. And I'm just going to tell you until next time, keep searching. Keep searching.